Welcome to this study from a heart of wisdom. Our study series are designed to equip you with Bible-based tools and strategies to excel in every aspect of life. Hello and welcome to this series of Giving an Account, How to Live as a Faithful Steward. Our anchor scripture is taken from Romans 14 verse 12 and it says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. The Lord has appointed us as stewards over several things on this side of eternity. And as good stewards, one of the critical things we need to always bear in mind is that there will come a time when we will be called to give an account of ourselves to God. I'm sure one of the questions this brings to our minds will be, well, what are those things we'll have to give an account of so we can start aligning ourselves? So this series, we're going to look at five key areas. And these areas that we're going to look at, we're praying that the Lord is going to grant us wisdom so we know how to put things in place and how to align effectively. So let's dive right into it. The first area we're looking at is time. And our anchor scripture is taken from Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. And it says, For everything there is a season, a time, for every activity under heaven. One of the things we're going to give an account of is how we use time. Now, time was designed to be a tool that will help our actions. It's meant to guide our activities here on earth. God works with times and seasons, not just for the earth, but for our personal lives as well. So there is a time appointed for every season we will experience in our lives and activities are located to those seasons. So we need to be sensitive to how we use this critical tool called time. Psalm 90 verse 12 reading from the NLT version says, Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Ephesians 5.16 reading from the Amplified version it says, Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Now, one of the strategies of the enemy is to make us think that we have more time at our disposal than we really do. Now, this mindset then makes us think we can postpone critical things because we believe there will always be time to do them later. Moses understood that we need to appreciate that time for us is a finite commodity which we must use with wisdom. Life is meant to be lived intentionally with a sense of purpose and understanding of the season of the life we're in and what that season calls for. Matthew 6.33 says to us, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now imagine standing before God today to give an account of how you use your time this year alone. How much time did you spend on the things that have eternal relevance? How much time did you spend getting to know God better? How much time did you devote to impacting the lives of those around you? Now did you pursue understanding the spiritual seasons of your life so you know what to do per time? Now take some time and reflect. Compare your answer with the time you spend on other things, however we choose to define other things. And in spite of how legitimate they are, we really shouldn't lose sight of the fact that we will one day give an account of whatever we have chosen to spend our time on. So let's pray. Lord, please give me an understanding of how short time is in the context of eternity and give me wisdom and grace to live intentionally in a manner that aligns with your times and seasons for my lives. In Jesus' name, amen. For more messages like this, please go to www.aheartofwisdom.com to download the free ebook version of this audio or follow our daily devotionals on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, all on the handle A Heart of Wisdom.
Welcome to this study from A Heart of Wisdom. Our study series are designed to equip you with Bible-based tools and strategies to excel in every aspect of life. Hello and welcome to day two of our series of Giving an Account. Today we're looking at the area of using our talents. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now none of us came to earth empty. We have all been endowed with one gift or talent or the other with which we can serve the body of Christ and the world at large. Our talents aren't restricted to the pulpit alone because as God in his wisdom has uniquely gifted each and every one of us in a manner that will bring him glory in diverse areas. So even though we've all been blessed with some form of talent, it's only when we start nurturing that talent that we can actually start seeing the results that will bring God glory. Now reading from Exodus 31, 2-4 NLT and I'm paraphrasing, it says, look, I I have specifically chosen Bezalel. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. Bezalel was an artisan whom the Bible knows was an expert at his craft, which means that outside of the talent he had received naturally from God, he took the time to develop his talents to the point where he was noted as an expert in that area, and so God could trust him with the work of the temple. So it's important we understand that the extent of the impact of our talent is the extent to which we have been disciplined in developing it. Exodus 35 verse 34 says, again paraphrasing, And the Lord has given both him and Oholiab the ability to teach their skills to others. So another thing we're seeing here is that Bezalel and Oholiab didn't hold their gifts, but they invested in teaching others. As these men use their talents in service to the Lord to build the temple and to develop other artisans, we all have a role we can play in using our talents for the expansion of God's kingdom. Imagine watching a playback video of your life. What will it say about how you've used whatever gifts the Lord has given you? How have you developed them? How much of it has been invested in building others up? So let's pray. Dear Lord, help me identify and develop my talents. And even if I don't know specifically what it is, help me to be committed to doing whatever I can to expand the frontiers of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. For more messages like this, please go to www.aheartofwisdom.com to download the free ebook version of this audio or follow our daily devotionals on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube all on the handle, A Heart of Wisdom. Welcome to this study from A Heart of Wisdom. Our study series are designed to equip you with Bible-based tools and strategies to excel in every aspect of life. Hello and welcome to day three of our series of giving an account. Today we're looking at our treasures. Matthew 6:19 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
There's no earthly treasure, whether it's money, assets, whatever it is you want to call it, that's going to be useful to us on the other side of eternity. And yet the funny thing is that we spend a significant amount of time and effort on this side of eternity acquiring these treasures and benchmarking our success against how much of it we have. Now let's ponder on something though. When the time comes to give an account of our treasures, will the Lord be impressed with our net worth? Will you be impressed with our account balance or the number of assets we've acquired? Matthew 6.20 says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Matthew 25.35-36 says, and paraphrasing here, he said, You gave me food, you gave me drink, a stranger and you took me in, naked and you clothed me, sick and you visited me, in prison and you came to me. Matthew 6 verse 4 says, Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So we can see from the scriptures that when we see whatever the treasure it is we have as belonging to Jesus, we start asking him first what we should do with what we have because we see ourselves as not owners but as managers of the resources he has given us. So we start asking, Lord, how would you have me use this asset? Investing our earthly assets in eternal value and things that would have eternal value is not something we can figure out by ourselves. We actually need the Lord to guide us and it is going to involve us being unselfish and looking beyond our personal desires alone. In Matthew 20. 35 to 36 which we read earlier Jesus gives us an insight into just some of the areas we can invest in and at whatever level we're able to do so so it's important to remember that it's not about what we give but the heart the heart behind with which you give it so it's not for show it's not for accolades it's not for the recognition of people in fact Jesus says our giving should be as private as possible so a question you should ask yourself today is how have I been developing my treasures what is in my heavenly account what does it look like right now Are there needs I have the capacity to meet in my environment that I'm neglecting? Are there people I can assist with no expectation of a return from them? Are there kingdom projects that I can support? So now let's pray. Dear Lord, help me to remember that all I have is yours and I must give an account of whatever treasures I have. In Jesus' name, amen. For more messages like this, please go to www.aheartofwisdom.com to download the free ebook version of this audio or follow our daily devotionals on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, all on the handle A Heart of Wisdom. Welcome to this study from A Heart of Wisdom. Our study series are designed to equip you with Bible-based tools and strategies to excel in every aspect of life. Hello and welcome to day four of our series on giving an account. Today we're looking at the temple. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Now the concept of giving an account of our bodies may seem strange, but when we as believers accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we accept Him as Lord over not just our spirits, but our bodies as well. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and as stewards of the temple, we have a responsibility to keep it in a way that pleases and gives the Holy Spirit the freedom to express Himself fully through us. 
1 Corinthians 6.15 says, Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? So as believers, we're automatically engrafted into Christ and are meant to be his extension or representatives so that what we do with our bodies shouldn't be in opposition to what Jesus would do. Oftentimes, we talk about our bodies only in the context of sexual purity, but it actually goes far beyond that. Imagine if Jesus was physically joined to you, what adjustments would you make to the places you go? How would you change the things you do? The words you speak, will Jesus cringe or will he encourage you to do more of these? Colossians 3, 8-9, the NLT version says, But now is a time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other. We're all in the process of growing spiritually, and our goal should be not to remain wherever we are when we started the journey. Living with a daily consciousness that we are extensions of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit helps us realize how much help we actually need from the Holy Spirit to be like Christ in what we do, what we say, what we think. Remember, we will give an account of our temple. So let's pray. Lord, I recognize that my body belongs to you and is your temple. I acknowledge that I'm not where I need to be and I trust you to help me live in a way that brings you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. For more messages like this, please go to www.aheartofwisdom.com to download the free ebook version of this audio or follow our daily devotionals on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, all on the handle A Heart of Wisdom. Welcome to this study from A Heart of Wisdom. Our study series are designed to equip you with Bible-based tools and strategies to excel in every aspect of life. Hello and welcome to day five of our series on accountability. Today we're looking at relationships. John 13:35 says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Now one critical way to demonstrate who Jesus is, is to show love. Everything Jesus did was on the foundation of love. He healed, he taught, he preached, he admonished, and he died, all because he loves us. So when we walk in the love of Jesus, when we're looking for the best for others, it starts becoming second nature to us. We start thinking of how to partner with the Holy Spirit to make wherever we find ourselves better so that God's name can be glorified. Philippians 2 verse 4 says, Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. When we pour out our time, our treasures and ourselves from the foundation of the love of Jesus, our lives become a testimony. We don't look for friends or relationships based on what we can get, but rather what we can give. We start becoming more patient and forgiving of others because we realize just how patient the Holy Spirit is with us and how much Jesus has forgiven us and continues to forgive us. And we start paying attention to sharing the gift of the gospel no matter how inconvenient it may appear. Why? Because we understand its power to transform the lives of others. Galatians 6 verse 3, the NLT version says, If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. 
Realizing that we are part of the body of Christ and that all parts need each other helps us put aside any sense of self-importance. This helps us engage with other people and helps us start asking ourselves, you know, really, what will Jesus do? It will be impossible to answer that question if we don't already have a personal relationship with Jesus to begin with. So as we're doing a personal audit of the relationship we ask, let's ask ourselves, will Jesus approve of what motivates us to draw others close to us? Will he approve of how we choose to engage people? especially those from whom we won't readily benefit? Will he approve of the way in which we think about people and our concern or lack of for the souls of those who are around us and those connected to us? So let's pray. Lord, I recognize that loving people the way you do will be impossible to do without your help and without the help of the Holy Spirit. So I ask that you help me recognize the depth of your love for me and let that love fill me as I engage others around me. In Jesus' name, amen. For more messages like this, please go to www.aheartofwisdom.com to download the free ebook version of this audio or follow our daily devotionals on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, all on the handle A Heart of Wisdom. <music>